This episode of the Restoration Today podcast is brought to you by Core Restores at corerestores.com. Did you know contents can save insurance carriers and customers 30% or more versus total replacement costs? The ability to restore personal items after a loss offers additional revenue for your company and valuable emotionally connected service for your customers. Core has been doing contents restoration and packouts for 25 years and counting as partners with restoration companies of all shapes and sizes. Learn more at corerestores.com. Hello there, Restorers. Thanks for checking out a fresh episode of the Restoration Today podcast. Today, we are covering a brand new topic, something we have never talked about on the podcast before, and I'm excited to have a new guest on the podcast as well to talk about it. We are talking about ESG, which is an environmental, social, and governance report. It's something that um, more and more companies are creating for their company, and it's not just for the company. It's for customers. It's for the team. It's for everybody, the community in general. So I am excited to be joined by Wyatt Cox. He is the VP of Legal and Compliance at Blue Sky, a massive company obviously with lots of presence across the U.S. And they have gone through a really long process to create this ESG report. It's a really impressive document, which you can get a hold of and see for yourself. It is a public living document. You can find it um, on the CNR website if you search Blue Sky or ESG, whatever it is. But Wyatt, thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate you having me. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. So I'm going to toss it over to you to introduce yourself, share a little bit about your background, how you ended up at Blue Sky, those kind of things. Yeah, great. Thanks a lot, Michelle. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, we really appreciate all the uh, great insight and work that you and your your uh, publication uh, do. So uh, glad to be here. Um, yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, you know, Blue Sky uh, uh, recently last year, 2022, embarked on uh, its its ESG journey. Uh, ESG uh, being environmental, social, and governance. Um, it's it's used to be referred to as kind of corporate citizenship. Uh, it really it it it's focused on how companies can do good and and, and be better uh, outside of just the financial metrics that everybody wants to you know base a company's success on. And so um, as Blue Sky's grown uh, uh, tremendously over the last ten years or so, starting with uh, an office in Colorado in 2004 to Having 60 plus offices nationwide and growing, we, you know, we're learning new things about about doing business at the scale and size we are. Uh, and one of those things was uh, an introduction to ESG. And when I uh, dug into it a little bit more, I realized, wow, this is a lot of stuff is, is is stuff that we've always been focused on and interested in philanthropy, right? Uh, having a diverse uh, workforce, treating people fairly, giving back to communities, um, you know, trying to do the right thing. Uh, and ESG is just, uh, it's a more formal, uh, more formal process for, um, for measuring it, reporting on it. So we were excited to learn more about it. Uh, and it, it uh, uh, developed into what is now Blue Sky's ESG initiative. Uh, resulted in a report last year, as you mentioned, that we're really proud of. It's our first uh, first stab at it, but we'll only get better. So we're we're super excited about it, um, and and uh, and happy to be on the show talking about it. 
Is there any criteria for creating an ESG report or kind of like a baseline that you're working toward when you go to create one? Like it should cover X, Y, and Z, or there are organizations that look at it and say, yes, this is a good ESG report or whatever that may be, or is it kind of by company and what your, what your company is all about? Yeah, great question. It's, it's really a, a new uh, and, and evolving uh, uh, space. So there's not a lot of defined rules or, or regulations or requirements to reporting on ESG. It's, it's optional for, for most companies. It certainly was optional for Blue Sky. We chose to do it because once we learned more about it, we realized these were things that were going to make us a better company. They were going to make us a better company for people to, you know, to work with, uh, to work at, uh, and, and largely just just advance uh, advance the uh, the organization the way that we wanted we wanted to, and so you can kind of pick a la carte what you want to focus on um, when you're uh, when you're a private uh, and not publicly held company. I think there's different requirements for them, but for the rest of us like Blue Sky, um, you get to kind of uh, choose what you want to look at and and focus on. Now there are these frameworks. Um, one of them is, uh, is SASB, and that's kind of the United States-based framework um, uh, body that, uh, that decides what's important and how it's going to be measured. Um, and so we, we tracked with, with SASB, really. What, what are they focused on? What's the current, you know, what's the, what are the current interests um, in, in the ESG uh, space that we should be looking at to advance and, and understand and get better at? Um, and those are... Uh, the, the big ticket items are greenhouse gas emissions, um, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and, uh, and uh, education and training, uh, safety. Um, again, things that we were always focused on as a company uh, became more focused on as we grew. I'm sure most other companies out there are focused on some or all these anyway. And so uh, it wasn't a huge leap for us to say, you know what, I think it's time that we kind of make this more official, really um, make some commitments to ourselves, to our customers, um, to the communities we work in and report on how how we're doing in these in these different areas. So I think that the term ESG is going to be pretty new to most of my audience, most restoration contractors, but I think DE&I is probably going to be a little bit more familiar. And I don't want people to confuse as they're listening. You've already mentioned DE&I as being part of ESG. So I don't want people to confuse having a DE&I initiative with what an ESG is, right? Because DE&I is part of this puzzle. So can you explain that a little bit and how DE&I fits into the ESG overall? scenario yeah yeah you bet so esg uh you know very undefined very big broad space um almost anything could fit into it you know uh if you wanted to uh the the, the categories are environmental and so that's looking at your greenhouse gas uh emissions reduction strategies um how your operations impact the, the physical environment uh that we all share um the S is social, and that's where DEI would would slot in. That's where looking at how do how does the company interact with people, both inside and outside the organization. How does it treat its people? Uh, you know, what are its uh, what what are the initiatives uh, and the the steps being taken to ensure a fair, equitable work environment? Um, and so that that's that's where the DEI would would fall into. But social is also 
philanthropy, right? Like how do how does the company give back to its communities? Um, how does uh, how does the company um, interact with uh, with its with its customers? Um, so the social component is very large, right? And then the G for governance is maybe the maybe the most defined aspect of of ESG, and that is just how, how are you making sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing or what your policy says you should be doing. Um, and that's kind of the, that's the reporting. Um, that's the, uh, that's the measurement aspect of it. You know, Blue Sky, when we decided this was, you know, a step we wanted to take in our, in our growth as a company, we you know, went, went to our board of directors, full support, um, hundred percent on board and excited about it. We immediately created an ESG committee, right? Comprised of board members, of uh, internal stakeholders, um, at different levels of the company, uh, so that we could start to have a, a brain trust to to collaborate and think about how these things are are going to uh, how we're going to roll this out, what we're going to do, and that's just part of governance, right? We have a committee that meets on a regular basis that that looks at you know the the, the strategy, uh, what's what's happening, what's supposed to happen, decides if it's if it's happening the right way, you know, and then as we grow and and as ESG becomes um, even more ingrained in our in our culture and organization, uh, the governance aspect will you know will will grow with scale, so that we can we can govern ourselves, make sure that we're doing what we what we say we're doing. So, how did you get all of the information into this? You said you had a committee that met once in a while. Did people volunteer for that committee? Were they assigned to it? And I'm also curious how you collected your report. And I hope that people who are listening to this will actually go and look at the report as a great example. You have so many data points in there from, you know, employee turnover is one that sticks out in my head. But you, I mean, almost every page has different data points on it, right? And different things within Blue Sky. So, how did you get that data and who was helping bring? all of this together sure great question um you know we're uh, learning as we go here so it, it was a little clunky as you can imagine right it's it's hard enough to grow at the pace that we're growing yeah and we're doing twenty five thousand projects a year uh we're we're growing uh by 10 20 30 percent in size uh a year so there's a lot of moving parts you know we're we're building this thing as 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 we're uh, as we're running it um, but this, the ESG is a great uh, opportunity to really um, stress test some, some of our data, some of our processes and systems, see where we, you know, where we can find the information, where it's lacking, but we think it exists and, and where. So, you know, that, that's, that is a work in progress and it probably will be as long as we're doing this because it will always be kind of evolving. Um, but as far as the resources internally, there's a lot of interest in this, uh, you know, yeah. it's such a, uh, uh, a, a little known um, uh, aspect of business and ESG has, it carries with it all kinds of different, you know, uh, connotations and interpretations, right? Um, I, I, for one, was not very educated on what ESG was when, when I first discovered it and, and started becoming interested in it. And so even I had a misconception about what ESG, you know, really, really meant for a company. Um, like Blue Sky, like any company. And so plenty of support and probably more hands raised uh, than, than even needed. People wanted to get involved. Uh, Blue Sky's always had a, a culture of, of, of people that really treat the business and the company uh, like their own. And it's an ownership culture. Uh, people want 
to do things, not because they have to, but because it's it's going to help the company, it's going to help their coworkers, it's going to help their office. And so this became pretty popular pretty quickly, uh, and and we're really excited about. So how can having a document like this um, build overall brand trust in general? It makes it, how was it going to make the company even more relatable to future generations coming into the workforce as well? I mean, what, what workers employ, and future employees are looking for today is not the same as what they were looking for 10, 20, 30, 50 years ago. Yeah, you're, you're very right. And, and some of this does uh, uh, have to do with recruitment and retention you know, all, all of it, it's the, the factors of ESG touch almost every aspect of the business. And if, if you're focused on, um, on measuring and improving, you're going to improve the business, you know, uh, the, in, in the same fashion, right? So, so when we have uh, a younger generation of, of uh, employees and workers coming in, there is a lot of interest about the, the soft sciences, the non-financial aspects of the business. How does this business, you know, interact with my community? What kind of place is this to work? Are, do they care about me as a person? I think, I think people are generally fed up with being just a number at a big company. And that's a trend we're seeing with, with uh, especially younger generations. Maybe it's the way that our, our parents and grandparents were used to operating. And, uh, but I think that's, that chapter is closed and people are looking to work at a company that they can relate to that they align with uh, in, in terms of values and ESG and reporting on ESG in the way that we have allows people to make those decisions uh, more informed. Is, is this a company that, that su supports the things that I care about? Is it a place that, um, that, uh, that champions the, the, my concerns as well. And so that's, you know, that's, that's a huge part of it. And, and we're, we, we want to show people what, what we're doing, mm -hmm. right? And how we're doing it. And, um, and, and this is a great place to do that. How do you maintain the document now? Now it exists and uh, the world evolves. So how often is it going to get edited? Is your committee still meeting? What do tweaks look like as you go along now? Yeah. Um, so that was uh, the 2022 report that was uh, just published, um, uh, I think, April of this year. Uh, was the first the first inaugural report it will be an annual report that uh, we will uh, endeavor to publish in the first quarter of the following year so looking uh, at the report for 2023 we see that uh, before march 31st of 2024 um you know it it, it may take a similar form and shape it, it we might you know stylistically change it uh in some ways but largely the the information that's there is something that's going to remain uh, and we'll, you know, we'll update that to just show, you know, measured year over year performance. So you can look at mm -hmm. report after report and just see the trends at, at Blue Sky where things are going. I'm sure we'll add things. I'm sure we'll remove things very, uh, very fluid right now. But we really look to um, SASB, the, the um, reporting framework um, organization for kind of the, the North Star on, on what we should be looking at. Uh, and then there's things that we want, we want to report on, right? We want to um, share with the public um, that maybe you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't otherwise receive much uh, notoriety or, or um, exposure. So 
it's it's going to be an annual thing. Um, it's uh, people call it a journey because there really is no uh, destination. You don't get you don't get get any place to stop. Uh, it's a constant thing. So we're already working on you know compiling and and thinking about what what the 2023 report's going to look like. Um, what changes we might want to make, how we can improve the report itself, right? Because, um, gosh, if you look at some of these reports from from major major companies, uh, they're 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 very very detailed, uh, really thorough. I don't know if we'll ever get to that stage, but you know, it's uh, th that's that's the direction we want to go. We want to be able to report on these things um, and do it on a consistent, regular basis, so that our customers can rely on receiving something from us so that um, something will always be uh, available on our website uh, for somebody that's new to Blue Sky, wants to wants to learn more about us to see if we're a good fit as a, as a service provider, as an employer, um, as a partner. Um, so, you know, this is, uh, this is something that we'll continue to work on and uh, publish, publish every year. Share a few things that you think are highlights from the report. Some things that you think like, gosh, that really drives home blue sky values, or this is something that really sets us apart from other players in the space or whatever that may be. Sure. I've, uh, I've been with blue sky for uh, almost five years and um, I have always been so impressed and so proud of our philanthropy mm -hmm. and the way that not just the, the, the larger corporate enterprise uh, gives back, but every individual office uh, finds ways to to make their communities better places to give back. Uh, and so that that's a huge point of pride for me. Um, and in fact, that's that's how I uh, that's how I became introduced to Blue Sky was through uh, um, a charitable um, organization here in Colorado that Blue Sky had been a, a perennial supporter of, and um, and that's how I that's how I uh, became introduced with them. So that is extremely proud. You know, as Blue Sky grows and um, and becomes more successful and bigger, we are going to continue to grow and and advance those philanthropic efforts. So I think seven hundred uh, um, uh, or pardon me, I can't remember the exact number, but the report the report um, uh, identifies the the dollar amount and mm -hmm. the man hour. Or, uh, or human hour um, uh, donated back into communities. And it's really, really impressive. So I love that. Um, safety is a big, is a big um, component of, of Blue Sky's culture. Construction, very dangerous industry, of course. So we're really proud of our safety metrics. Uh, we've consistently um, been, been much lower than the industry standard on a total reported incidents or TRIR. And so that's something that we're very proud of and, and happy to report. Um, so those those two things stand out uh, in a big way. Um, okay, so how did you roll this out internally? I, you know, I, for one, if people haven't seen, I'm going to go back to what you were just talking about charity-wise. That is something I know that Blue Sky does really well on, and I've seen press releases and all of that. And that is something, again, that attracts the younger generations, right? They want to know that they're working for a company that does good in their community and is a responsible company to work for. So that is a great thing to drive home, no matter what company is listening or whatever that may be. But how did you roll this out within the company? How did you let the entire Blue Sky team across the country know that this document exists and help them understand what's in it and what it means? 
Yeah, sure. So uh, we've been we've been socializing it, normalizing it since uh, um, since inception, since about uh, the beginning of 2022. Um, we we talk about it in monthly meetings. We talk about it at all employee meetings. Um, we we bring it up as a topic uh, at our executive leadership meetings every uh, every single week, and then the the board uh, uh, with the committee that we formed um started you know started working on it so uh, from the get-go it was, it was a pretty uh, pretty focused effort to to just uh spread the 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 word on esg uh knowing that we don't exactly know what it means for us or where we're going with it but we understand and can articulate the the basic you know, key elements and what it's about right it's about how can we do how can we be a good company for our people and for the environment, right? And how can we how can we demonstrate that and measure it? So we uh, we just began um, uh, socializing it and discussing it on a regular basis. Uh, and as we did that, that's where kind of the the uh, the swell of, of support and excitement came from. Plenty of people are you know was, how how can I you know be involved? How can I help? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we had a we had a, a task force um, really quickly. Uh, mobilized um, working on working on this effort so that that's what we did you know probably uh, create more structured um, communications and, uh, and and trainings and education on this topic as we advance it uh, and that that may be a next year thing uh, because we're certainly you know we're certainly excited about how we how we've uh, got gotten off uh, off the ground here and uh, want to continue the momentum for sure Talk about, I want to, I want to dive more into the training and education aspect as well, because I know that that's a big part of this. And I know that Blue Sky has a big focus, as do other restoration contractors, on training their team correctly, especially on safety. I've been working on an article on asbestos, which was actually prompted by Chris within Blue Sky, who is the VP of Managed Repair. And he kind of prompted me at a show earlier this year to, hey, let's let's look into this. There's more to this and contractors needing to get on the same page when it comes to testing and keeping their people safe and all of that. So Going back to my original question, I guess, you know, you Blue Sky has hundreds of thousands of hours of training instilled into their team in a year. So how do you manage to train that many people across the company and keep that um, keep that consistent as you go? Not just, oh, we did this for the ESG report. No, this is truly who we are. And it's a consistent thing that you're going to see from us. Yeah, great questions. Uh, so, so much of the uh, of what was reported on in our ESG report was um, organic and, and, and as existed before ESG became a, a topic of consideration for Blue Sky. We didn't we didn't necessarily um, uh, you know start cooking up things to go into the report. It was what do we have? You know, we almost had more than you know than we could fit into this initial report. We had to call down what you know what made sense for this one. So. For the training, we actually already had very, very um, healthy and accurate metrics on on training. Yeah. Um, it's built into the to the Blue Sky process and culture, so there's a lot of it, as you can tell, right? I think we had 9,000 asbestos training hours uh, in 2022, 300,000 total hours of training across the company, uh, uh, including on job sites. So um, th- it's another area that we are, as a company outside of ESG, uh, just hyper-focused on. We know that if we create 
um, a place where people can come and grow and develop and, and progress uh, their careers and see a future, that, that they're going to want to stay here. And um, I know that's how I've, I've felt about Blue Sky since I've been aboard. And it's really awesome to watch people progress their careers. We know that the training aspect of that is just so fundamental, so key. Um, we've, we've really been focused on it. So we've built out the training department, the education department uh, um, a lot over the last year or two. Uh, so that was an area that we, we were excited to be able to put together and, and crunch the numbers and, and look and say, wow, look, look at what we did last year. That's amazing, right? We, we had all the information. We had all the data. We just hadn't really put it into one area, which is what's so cool about the PSG in general, right? It gives you a it gives you a sandbox to go get in and play around with and say, wow, we're doing all this stuff. Hey, mm-hmm. we're not doing something over here. Yeah. Maybe we should think about that, right? And, and instead of just letting things be be loose uh, and and uh, you know operating you know uh, on their own, it, it creates a, a place where you can you can organize things, think about things a little more critically from maybe a different vantage point, again, a non-financial vantage point, which is unique for for-profit businesses. Everything is driven by finances. This isn't, right? This is this is driven by what's what should we be doing for our people and for the environment? What are we doing? What can we do better? Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a really, really interesting um, uh, process. Perfect. I love it. All, all great answers. And Again, I really want to encourage people to go look at the reports and see the stats. So why, what's your favorite part of the report? I want to know what you're most proud of from all of this. I mean, it's been quite an undertaking. I can't imagine. I mean, I guess I assemble a magazine, but the amount of data and stuff in here, I mean, this is a lot in a big company. So what's something that you're most proud of from this entire process? Yeah, a few things, um, you know, starting from just the, the note from our CEO, Drew Bisping, mm-hmm. right? It really sets the tone and it, and it really is um, a genuine uh, reflection of how the company from, uh, from the executive table all the way down thinks about this topic uh, and all the, all the subtopics that, that, um, that it includes. So, um, you know, the, the materiality assessment was one of the first things we did when we wanted to understand, you know, uh, ESG and, and what our what our current footprint looks like, and and so that that's that's kind of a a, a real feather in the cap to have gone through a very extensive um, a materiality assessment, bringing in dozens of people from different departments and different different layers of of management uh, at the company. Uh, to gather all of the thoughts and uh, and, and information and ideas, uh, concerns, interests, um, priorities from all these different people, and really understand like, okay, now that we aggregate this, this is the important stuff, right? This is what people want to see, both inside of our company, yeah. right? This is what people outside of the company want to see. Um, let's figure out a way to do this because this is this is what good looks like for for our company moving forward. So that was, that was a big that was a big step in all of this and I think probably one of the more fundamental steps for any uh, company looking to kind of take the, the leap into the space because it helps you map out um, and, and organize what seems very disorganized and disjointed because there's so many different components of it, right? Mm. It's, it's ranging from employee retention and training all the way to safety. Um, it, it's all over the place. 
And so um, that was a, a really great exercise that took a lot of um, energy and resources and time, but was really, really helpful. So we, you know, we included that in the report this time around as well. And again, I, I couldn't be more proud of what Blue Sky does in the communities that we, that we live and work in. It just, it, it always warms my heart to know that at any given time, somebody with Blue Sky is doing something on their own time to help somebody else with, uh, with the challenge, uh, whether it's donating money or time or resources. Right now, I guarantee you, people at Blue Sky are out helping others um, just because it's the right thing. Yes, yes. Wyatt, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for all of your input. Um, congrats to Blue Sky and all of the growth, and I'm sure that you have more coming. I know that Blue Sky is not done, so congrats to you on the entire leadership team on all that you're doing. It's always a pleasure speaking with any of you, so I'm grateful to have you here today sharing all this information, and um, I look forward to catching up with you hopefully on the next ESG report or sooner to see what updates you have and the data that's trending and all the changes that are going to come from this first round. That's wonderful. Thanks so much for having us, uh, Michelle. We're, we're really proud of uh, where we're going and uh, we'd love to stay in touch with you about it. For more restoration today and the latest news, visit our website, cnrmagazine.com and find the latest episodes of the Restoration Today podcast on your favorite podcasting platform.